talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me fighter. Welcome back to Fight Club, everyone. We're so happy to have you here with us this Tuesday morning. We were all chit-chatting before, so Michelle just caught us, like, right off guard. <laughs> Mid-sentence. <laughs> Not my road trip. Michelle with your timekeeping system. (laughs) But we're here and we're ready to start helping you fight for your business on this Tuesday morning. So just a brief background on Fight Club for you all if this is your first time with us. We are a group of self-employed industry experts and we are here to help you fight for your business in the areas of marketing, operations, finances, and employee management. So we're super excited to chat with you today. We have a guest, Paul, with us today. He'll get to introduce himself here in a minute. So we'll go through and discuss who we are. I am Taylor Maroney and I work on the marketing side of the panel here. And I have a power washing company in South Florida with my husband. And we also have worked in marketing for about five years now. So super excited to be with you here at Fight Club. And Paul, let's hear that elevator pitch. I'm excited to hear that one minute pitch here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love Paul. I like, I remember the first time I met Paul and I was like, who is this guy? You were looking so sharp, Paul. You were like in a three piece suit and we were in Vegas. It was really fun. Uh, I distinctly remember that. And then hearing you speak in Savannah and I was like, oh man, this guy knows his stuff. So welcome Paul. Tell us who you are and what you're about. Uh, yeah, so uh, my name is Paul August, and I own a cleaning company, and I've been doing that, actually, this is my second cleaning company. My first one was when I was 18 years old, but it was more a cleaning job, and I failed horribly, but I knew something was there. So um, in 2015, when I was on deployment, 2014, when I was on deployment, um, started a cleaning company, came back, opened it up with my wife, and um, just been trying to grow ever since. Um, linked up with some mentors, Devin Sardone was one of our mentors. And um, our company started growing, but we were struggling with certain things with the marketing. And there still was like a little bit of recruitment issues as well. And after spending a whole bunch of money trying to figure it out myself and then hiring companies that just promised the world gave nothing. Actually, um, I hired a PPC company, a pay-per-click company that specialized in law firms. So I thought, oh, if they can do lawyers, they can do cleaning companies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a ton of money. Uh, after that, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn this. So I took, um, took Ty Lopez's course, flew out to LA actually, it was my first time on the West Coast, um, did a whole thing at his house and um, learned from um, Billy Jean and started getting some traction in my company with the marketing. And I thought, hey, I can do this for the cleaning business owners as well. So I opened a cleaning co- a marketing agency. And um, yeah, we've been growing ever since. My biggest thing is building my business around my life, not the other way around. So I, I like to take vacations. I like to take, uh, you know, short trips and whatnot. So I always wanted to make sure I built a company that can uh, allow me to do these things. And I've been able to do that. Awesome. I feel like another funny thing about when I first met you is you could tell me down to a point percentage how much you were spending on marketing and how you were using that lever and I was like who are you it's a little mixed right now COVID has mixed us up a little bit so we're just yeah (laughs) yeah I know I know um well hi everybody my name is Megan Likes and I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online where I educate and empower small business owners to help take the fear out of their finances so they can live more financially rewarding lives 
I also own Likes Accounting Company, an accounting firm. Uh, I'm a CPA in Northern California, and you can outsource all your bookkeeping to us. So we'll take away all that pain. If you really feel like you're allergic to doing your own bookkeeping, your numbers are so important. You need to know them like Paul knows them, and you can outsource those to us. Uh, and then I own a window cleaning and gutter cleaning company with my husband here in Northern California. Probably my favorite business of the six that I own. Uh, and <laughs> I love home services. I love them so much. So I'm very happy to be here. And I love to say welcome to Fight Club. <laughs> awesome. And I am Michelle. Good morning, everybody. We're excited to be here. I run and operate a couple of businesses with my husband. The first is Pink Collars. So we outsource all your customer service rock stars. If there's some help that you need in dealing with all the front and back office, that's what we do. And then I've also started the Safe Distance Service Association to be able to identify your home service company as using safe distance practices in this new time that we all find ourselves in. So, and I love to say welcome to Fight Club as well. <laughs> and we missing, missing, missing Martha today. And Martha, we're all saying hi. And we're going to cover your area of expertise while you're out and about today, enjoying your life. <laughs> so wonderful. Well, I, I love what you said, Paul, about adapting your businesses to your lifestyle. I think that's something everyone, if anyone can take that from today, like that is a piece of Huge. gold right there. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, but what I would like to talk to you about is some marketing stuff that, you know, people tend to be a little scared about. And it's that three little letter word called SEO, search engine optimization. Um, I can say right now that this is one of those investments that has completely and totally impacted our business during COVID in such a positive format. Um, but I'd love to hear what you've been able to see for business owners when implementing SEO, what it's been able to do, you know, within a year to two years of that investment. Absolutely. Uh, so like I was saying earlier to you before we started, uh, SEO is one of those things where if you plant a seed today, you can't eat the fruit tomorrow. And I think that's where people hesitate and never start because they want instant gratification. And we live in an instant gratification society where everything has to be right then and there. Uh, and especially when you look at the cost associated with SEO, it's typically more than like a Google pay-per-click where mm -hmm. you're getting results that day. But if you actually break it down long term, you're probably spending 500, sometimes $1,000 in management fees on Google just to get the phone to ring. And then you're spending that every single month. Now, let's say you spend that for three years every single month versus the cost of SEO. You spend that over the course of uh, three years, you start seeing organic traffic and you can if you want to, I never really advise this, but you can get rid of some of the other things. Like you can say, okay, well, I'm getting so much organic traffic from Google. Maybe we don't need to have such a big budget for um, Google pay-per-click. And what do you do with that? Take a nice vacation, you know, or do whatever you want, but bigger profits uh, for your company. So it's definitely something that you need to do. And it's, it's like you said, you're planting the seed to be able to see the growth later. I mean, you can't expect to see that investment happen instantly. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about SEO is yes, it can be a little bit um, less cost, but people, like you said, expect to see that immediate gratification. And I can attest to the fact that my husband and I have been investing now for about three years in SEO. And in COVID, when you know times are really tough, people are not able to spend maybe as much on their marketing dollars, we've continued to keep that going Absolutely. because we've seen that huge benefit. We've seen that three-year investment pay off this month. 
Um, and I really just started evaluating more and more since I've gotten involved in our business. So being involved in it, I've seen this month alone, we've had 50% of our leads come from organic sources. And the first year I maybe saw one, one to two, because you know, you, it's a, it's a process. You got to work up those pages. I mean, you can't just expect to see it right away, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. um, where do you tend to have your clients kind of start out? Like what's your kind of base recommendation whenever you have a brand new person coming to you that's never done SEO before? So the biggest thing we want to look at is that on-page SEO. So how their website is structured, that's big. Um, with the search engines, they're looking at kind of three things and they're looking at your expertise in your field, your authority and the trust factor. So they want to look at like who else is talking about this website and when they come to this website, is this worth website worth a damn, right? You want to make sure that you guys have something stable there. So it's crazy to me to actually go to some, um, some business websites and you see that it's not responsive. Meaning like if you take it and you open your phone, like this thing's all jumbled up. Looks like my first website I built like at 14 years old. Like it's just everywhere. Um, and it doesn't take much to do that. So that's where we start. We start with that, we fix some of those critical issues that that website might have um, from tags or a lack of content. And these are the big things. And this is something that you can do yourself without necessarily, maybe not the responsive side, but uh, with the content, it's something that you can do yourself without spending hundreds of dollars on SEO a month. You can go and look at your product service pages and expand on that, that a little bit, right? And make sure that you're giving them as much information as you can um, another thing that we did, we actually just did this. It, it's crazy. I'll spend more time on somebody else's website than I do on mine, <laughs> but we did this during COVID and I put out a video to everyone. I said, do this. Every single location we service, we created a page for every single location mm. and we filled it up with content. That way it's, it's showing authority right there. It's showing that, Hey, when you're looking for this in this area, we're here for you. And the search engines love to see new. So those, those are the, that's the main thing that we like to start with. Then we want to start with kind of local SEO where we're getting you out there on um, Google, for example. A lot of people don't have the Google business listings. Um, Yahoo. There's a service by Yahoo. I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to have to find it later on and share it with you guys so you can share it with That's okay. Yeah, you, can drop, you can just drop it in the links. I like it. The link. You can literally put your business um, name, your email and everything. It's like Yahoo Businesses or something like that. Um, they don't advertise it as much. And it's like $80 quarterly and they publish you to like all these big directories. Mm. And that's something that you guys can do yourselves, right? So that, that um, increases your local SEO right there. So these are like some of the things, the strategies that we want to start looking at when we're looking at a new company that's done nothing at all. That's amazing. And I love how you've tied in so many things that business owners can do themselves. And you kind of even tied in a little bit of they ask you answer in the beginning there. I kind of heard it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I know okay. you're a big I, I, I love Mark. I heard him speak twice. I read his book. I don't know how many times. Actually, my book that I have is it, falling apart. Like I'm going through this all the time. I'm like, all right, there's something I didn't implement in here. <laughs> and you've done a lot of those videos. Of and I remember in Savannah, mm -hmm. you were super generous with your scripts. And like, you were like, you guys have to do this. Get on this. I mean, it's, I've been impressed awesome. with how you've implemented that book. It's been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And it, it, it does. It ties right into what you were saying, which is 
your content on your website has to be relevant to those customers. And, you know, being able to empower business owners to say, you can do that. I think that's amazing as an owner of an SEO company to say, you know, you don't have to come to us to do that. You can do that yourself and put your voice on it and your business's brand's voice on it and be able to then come to us and let us really work the technical side of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, that's a that's amazing. I love being able to have people in power to do their own marketing. So I don't I could literally talk about this for hours. <laughs> um, I'm so excited. I'm just like amped up over here. But I'll go ahead and kind of toss you over to Megan because I know okay. she'll have some finance questions for you. Yeah. So thank you so much, Paul. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, like I distinctly remember this call that I had with you a couple of months ago. And like you you do so many cool things in your business. They ask you answer profit first, you're really into the marketing, uh, you have a really good culture. Like there are a lot of things that you outsource your bookkeeping. Like you're, I just, I like the way you think about business. And, but my favorite time I've talked to you about it and what I was hoping we could do a little bit today was when you started to talk about those levers for marketing and you, you make marketing decisions that are very informed related to money and related to outcomes that you're looking to achieve. And so at the Quality Driven Software, which I know I plug a lot, but it's a really awesome conference. Mm -hmm. um, at that conference, you talked about, you know, marketing by the numbers. And you talked about like understanding what these metrics are and what they mean for your business. So can you go through just a few of those KPIs that, that you feel like are really important to you? Um, and like, how do you make those decisions? So I like how Tay had you start out with like a yeah. basic company. Um, but let's say like that basic company did your freebie things. And now they're ready to throw some money at the wall. Like what would you tell them in terms of like being intentional about how they're throwing money at the wall? So the biggest thing, so if we're talking about just kind of marketing in, in general, not just um, SEO or Google, I want to look at the client lifetime value. We have to start with that because we got to know what a client's worth to us. And sometimes if you look at the review boards, for example, somebody would write a, a bad comment and there, there'll be like this aggressive um, defensive response. Well, everyone else is seeing that. So you probably lost X amount of clients and people are happy to share that bad experiences, right? So instead of thinking I lost one client, look at it like I probably lost $4,000 or $5,000, depending on how long you're keeping that client. So I, I hate to say that people, like our clients have this money sign, but there's a value attached to our clients. We are in business and we're in business to make profit. So you need to understand that. So um, that, that's the number one thing. So you gotta look at how long the customer has been with you on average, how long customers stay with you, um, the average ticket that you're charging for um, each service that you're providing for that client, and then determine the lifetime value. So that's the number one thing when we're looking at it in the marketing side. Then we wanna get into like the conversions. Let's say, for example, I can get you 100 leads every single day, right? Um, every single day you pick up your phone, it's just ringing off the hook, but you can't convert them. You cannot open the relationship, close a sale, and then you're going to call me and say, Paul, your leads are bad. You're, it's horrible. You know, everything has to work together. You need to make sure that if you're... Um, if your marketing is working well, that your sales is kind of hand in hand right there. So you need to be able to convert um, your website as well. That needs to convert, right? There's something called quality score on, um, on Google AdWords, where if 
I send a lead to your website. They, they see my ad over on, on Google and they go to the website, but that ad is not related to the content that's on that site. Your quality score goes down. So somebody's doing Google AdWords for you, but they're not building landing pages and they're just sending it to your website. Then you're actually paying more. Your, your cost per click goes up because that quality score is poor. So everything has to convert from the ad copy to your website, to what you're saying over the phone. Then comes retention, right? What's your retention rate? Uh, how many of your customers are kind of falling off? So if you're getting a customer in, you're only able to service them one time and it costs you 200 to acquire them and you end up charging 130 for that cleaning. And then you had the cost of having somebody pick up the phone, you know, if you're um, doing that, if um, the, the cost of somebody cleaning the house, all those costs associated with it. So you have to be able to retain the people that you're getting on there as well. So these are the main things. I'm looking at the client lifetime acquisition, um, client lifetime value, I'm sorry, the conversions, my conversions from my website, my conversions from, um, from our sales and our retention rate as well. These are big things to look at in your company. I love it. And I just noted all of those things that you just said because they're good reminders. And I, I like to think about business the way Paul thinks about business. Um, and I like that you broke it down how to calculate them. So if you're sitting there like, I've always heard about this lifetime value thing, but I, I don't really know how to go about that. Paul just broke it down for you. And he said, take your average ticket, take your average duration and think about your client from that perspective. If you have recurring services because you're in lawn care or you're in maid service, this is your, like, are they doing a weekly clean or a bi-weekly clean or a monthly clean? Maybe you shouldn't be doing monthly cleans. Is it a one-time clean? And then how much did it cost you to get that person to call you? And then making sure once they actually call you that you get on the schedule and you're able to service them. So I, I, I like love that. Now, can we talk a little bit about profit first? Because you yeah. are a profit first junkie and a geek. I, I love it. And you like, every time I reach out to you, you continue to impress me. So on June 30th, I was so stoked because I did my profit first distributions where I like, you know, was tackling debt. And Paul, Paul is an admin in a really cool group called Profit First Support with Denit. And, um, and I like post in the group, like, I'm so stoked. I did my profit first distributions. Who else is with me? And Paul's like, oh, I did those a week early because I needed to lower <laughs> my debt to income ratio. And I was like, how are you? Like, this is COVID. You're raining on my parade, man. But let's talk about it. Like, how do you use Profit First in your business and how has it been a game changer? And if there's somebody out there who's been on the fence about implementing it, like how can we get them off the fence and doing it? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, with, with Profit First, I follow it. However, when I started, I didn't start the way that um, Mike said to start. I just kind of started with the numbers that I wanted right there. I just kind of like pulled the rug from under my feet and just kind of no quarters. I actually followed your method too, Megan. You talk about it all the time, reducing, reducing your expenses. And that's something that I do all the time. We go through and look at the waste. And that's, that's the first real step of Profit First, going and looking at what you have and say, okay, what don't I need? What can we actually not have? And I'm not talking about major systems of software because my thing is like eliminate a task, automate a task and delegate a task. So if it's something that's going to automate the task, don't get rid of it, you know, because your time is worth more. But so I wanna... Michelle is smiling. You are speaking her language. <laughs> eliminate, automate, delegate. Michelle yeah. is just like. ADD. It's my yeah. ADD love language. Love I love it. it. Yeah. So okay. we, we want to look at what can we remove? What doesn't need to be um, there? So that's number one. Um, 
and we I, I kind of got a, a boost with this because I took Debbie Sardone's um, course. So she um, she helped me out with the, like the, the cost of um, goods sold. So I knew I knew what that was on what it should be, you know, that kind of that range there. So we played it on that. Like right now, ours is a little bit high just because we're offering certain things. And I plugged it into cost of goods sold. So now it's 60 percent. But we have like health insurance and um, Christmas paid break. Uh, two weeks vacation. So I just put an extra 5% on there just to kind of pad it. I don't think we're going to need that much, but I just kind of want to cover that aspect. Um, then I looked at what I want to make for my company. Again, like I build it around my life. So, you know, what do I want to make for my company? And if I had to reduce more expenses to make sure that I had that, I was going to do it. Right. So um, we had it at 20%. Now it's 15 because I took that 5% from me and put it into that um, cost of goods sold just to make sure that we have that buffer. Um, but it, I wanted to look at what can we make? What, what can I take home and whatnot? And then we looked at um, operating expenses as well um, after reducing everything. And um, it's, it's kind of crazy because the operating expense, ends up being the last piece. It's the first one that you remove from, but it's the last piece because you have to pay your team members and you have to pay yourself. You have to pay yourself. And whatever you have left, you run your business with. And that's really what uh, Mike really talks about there. So uh, we, 25% is not what we run our company with now. I love it. I We read uh, Traction over the weekend and oh, I know, my I'm super late to the game, but I finally read it. <laughs> And um, oh, I, yeah, love it. And I was I, doing it. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's funny. And you know, I loved that he says to work backwards. Like, how much do you want out of your business? Yeah. And then it's just math. Like, then you, you know, then you just you math your way into it. And when it, I like, I was like, wow, why have I never said it that way? And you know, I'm like, Paul and I don't necessarily agree. I'm kind of resistant to spending money on marketing. But if it's just a math formula and you're needing to like feed your family, like you can get there. Mm -hmm. um, and Profit First really helps you keep it. So like attraction sets up the formula for how much you need to make, but then Profit First helps you like defend that space so that the way Paul just described it is literally what's left is what you have to run your business on. And if there's nothing there, then there's nothing there. Like you don't need it today. You can wait till tomorrow. Um, yeah, and if so. we could just like emphasize Profit First, and I know you do all the time, Megan, and I do too. If you're gonna execute on anything, execute on that. Like don't execute on marketing and getting a whole bunch of sales in because you never know you might be losing money by making money right yeah. mm -hmm. get your profit first down like know these numbers if you don't like numbers, i don't like numbers i actually don't you know but i understand it's a necessary thing that i need to do so that's why i do it you know i hate running but i run because i need to you know so it's one of those <laughs> things <laughs> oh my gosh if we could all be as disciplined as paul oh, i remember he said no. that during his talk he was like I hate numbers, but I bullied myself because I want to be successful <laughs> and I'm not going to fail. And so I figured it out and I hated it, but I did it. And so Paul can do it. You can do it. Like he hates it, but he did it. And he, it's been really successful. I also love that you realize in the profit first method that every dollar has to come from somewhere. And so if you're going to increase your cost of goods sold and you're going to offer more benefits to your staff, understanding upfront, so there's no resentment that that money is coming out of your pocket, That's right? Or realizing, well, I'm just going to five, find 5% 5 more in my operating expenses. Like, mm -hmm. it, but it's, a, it's a math equation, and I know we hate math, and I know I try and, like, sneak it in, but it is just math, and you <laughs> yeah. can work your way into it. So. And it's simple math, too, you know? We're not doing simple. trigonometry here. No, yeah. It's just, like, addition, subtraction, that's it. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> wow. Okay, thank you, Paul. Love I love it. talking to you. 
Uh, and I'm going to pass you to Michelle, who Yay. her eyes are literally like dilated because you said automate, <laughs> execute, delegate. Yeah, no, that's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite phrases. And uh, it's a Brandon Vaughn phrase too. And he calls it the ADD. If you can't automate it or delegate it, you have to delete it. Mm. So he gives you no options. Automate, delegate, or delete. There's only three things in your whole business, ADD. And so I live by that one. I'm constantly yeah. trying to automate stuff. So I totally get it. Um, so we talk about systems when you're hanging out with me here in the Fight Club. And I was a total stalker last night. I will fully <laughs> admit it. I went on your website and I clicked through every page because I wanted to see the back end. I wanted to see how it worked, what it was. And tell me, because I thought this phrase right here was probably my favorite phrase I've seen in any home cleaning website, and it was book in 60 seconds. It was brilliant. Tell uh, me how that page came I, about and how that works. I, I wish I could take credit for that. It's so, so good. <laughs> I, I wish I could take credit for that. Um, you know, I, technically, I can't take credit for anything. I learned it from somewhere else, right? <laughs> but the book in 60 seconds was when we had a booking page. And I believe it was um, it was launch 27. They had that. And it was kind of like the book in 60 seconds. And I went to Maids in Black years ago. Uh, Rohan, he, he used to own launch. Uh -huh. I went to his website and I had seen that. And I'm like, huh, that's, people want speed, you know? No one wants to waste time. We want fast. So we had the actual book now form where you can actually go and schedule it. In our area, it wasn't working as well. So we tested it and it didn't work. So we removed that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so yeah, that's, that's where I got that from. I wish I could be like, yeah, well, I was sitting one day and it came to me. <laughs> no, but it's so sweet because it gives the customer the control. It gives the customer a definitive timeline and it gives the customer an action and a result all in literally four words, book in 60 <laughs> seconds, right? I mean, it literally does the whole thing you need. And so tell me how you integrated launch into your business. Cause I, I met Rohan too last year at Arxy. I actually stayed over uh, two extra days to go to a birthday party at his house. And if anybody has ever met him in person, he is so cool and his party was the coolest of cool. I stood in the corner, I felt totally uncool, but there was a lot of cool people there and it was really fun. And I love his business model and, and what he created at Launch. So tell me how you implemented it in your company. Yeah, so um, Launch was kind of like the first, Before I actually didn't know like made software scheduling. Like I didn't even know there was another side to this world. Like there were like <laughs> business owners and groups and other stuff. I thought it was just like a whole bunch of mom and pops like us just doing it all by yeah. ourselves, right? Um, and I get this email from Rohan. It was like a webinar or whatever, like 2016. And at that time we were like putting everything on calendars. Like it was like between oh. Google calendars and an actual calendar we just threw out like a couple weeks ago. Just Yay! I was gonna keep it just as a like, oh, here's where we were, but I'm like, not get this thing out of here. <laughs> and uh, we were missing a whole bunch of bookings. Um, so when this came about, I, I told my wife, I'm like, we're doing this. My wife is resistant to change. She does not do change well. And I'm always the one like, we're doing this, let's go. Like, let's change, change. You know, so she like uh, resisted for like a few months. And then she finally went on board. And she's like, oh my God, why didn't we do this a long time ago? Um, so how we've implemented it is just really with the scheduling. Um, the scheduling um, of our teams, That's which is it's kind of like a hard thing. I never realized how hard scheduling was. 
so you're dealing yeah. with people. Everything is fluid, right? And things are always changing. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's that's our biggest thing that we use it for. And I like the reporting feature where um, we can see how much we're coming, we're making, and whatnot from there, uh, based on a week by week, month by month, and where we were last year compared to now. Love it. You also mentioned um, that you use Infusionsoft. Do you like to do tasks like daily, weekly, and even monthly tasks? So yeah, tell me how you've kind of automated Infusionsoft into your business because I love that one too. <laughs> Absolutely. So what I did when we got Infusionsoft, um, we, we purchased Ginger's campaigns about 2017, I believe it was, or maybe it was 2018. Okay. And what I went and did was I love the my day feature. So I took all of our SOPs, not all of, all, of our, all of our important SOPs, and I put them in Infusionsoft from like our daily tasks, things that need to get done every single day. And some of the things were automatically already mm -hmm. automated, like following up on a booking after a person had a cleaning, uh, get, trying mm -hmm. to get somebody to become a recurring customer. And one thing that we implemented as well is um, automated tasks where we offer a complimentary two-hour block. So we try to get them in for three cleanings. Usually, if you can get somebody in, like if you go to a restaurant three times, you're more, more likely mm -hmm. to return uh, and be like a lifetime customer mm -hmm. versus if you had a great experience, you went there one time, it doesn't matter. Like, you might not go, not because you had a bad experience, just of an, because of indifference. So we try to incentivize our customers to come back at least three times to become recurring customers. So we have a script in there uh, so that our VA sees it and she just kind of reads the script right there and knows exactly what to say, when to say it. And um, we've automated so many of these tasks from um, yeah. daily, weekly, monthly. And um, that, that's my favorite part of that. I know there's an email marketing as well, but that's my favorite part because now I can just go and see, okay, this task was done or why wasn't this task done? Why was this task late, right? Not in a micromanaging form, but I peek in every now and then. <laughs> so you've been in business a number of years, and so you're probably doing a certain amount of revenue every year that's probably pretty big. And some of our listeners are relatively small or newer into the game. What would you recommend for them in terms of software or systems that they could just sort of implement when they're small that first couple of years? Because I know for us, every time I add a new software, our team is like, what is she doing now? What is she, she's adding something else. People and are then so resistant. It's so funny. And then literally within 30, 60, 90 days, the whole team is like totally in, bought in. They love it. It makes their job easier. There's a ton of buy-in. So is there one thing that maybe somebody out there could really start to implement or look into this year um, to really help their business grow? In terms of software, man. Um, you only get ooh. one, according to Michelle. That's oh, it. No, you, no, you can one? get plenty. Because I have okay, you get plenty. plenty. You, okay. you can have, a, you can have so, plenty. I'm uh, on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I use uh, Launch Now, uh, one company that we've been thinking about going to is um, Zenmade for software. And from my understanding, is that there's there, the way they have it set up in terms of scale is pretty. Um, doable. Like if you're a smaller company, there's a plan for you. If you're a mid-sized company, there's a plan for you. If you're a larger company, there's a plan for you. And yeah. I've just been seeing everything that they've been doing with the automations and the task. And it just seems like it's getting to be like this behemoth and yeah. the <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I like that aspect. Um, so that's, that's one thing I'd recommend for a smaller company. In terms of um, other things, I mean, I don't remember the price for keep on a 
keep an infusion software on lower. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not sure what that is. Um, it does take some working and I wouldn't recommend it for a smaller company um, okay. just yet. I'd probably mm-hmm. use something like um, MailChimp. You can use something like MailChimp, uh, which yeah. is free if I'm not mistaken. And it is, yeah. you know, when you're small, again, I, I like to eliminate, automate, but you know, some things that you, there's still those things that your day's not really that filled. Your phone is not ringing um, that often. Yeah. There's not really much to do that. So it's okay to have those tasks that aren't automated just yet. But always try to look in the future and say, how will I automate this? And I think I think all of us as business owners can say, we were the first people on, you know, we were the first boots on the ground. So we've built pretty much everything that exists in our business. And I've tried a lot of things that haven't really made it to the team. Um, and I just think that it's always important to be building the company of the future, right? Absolutely. Not the company that you have today, like planting that seed technologically speaking, will save you so much money in the end. Um, So, okay, cool. I love it. I guess we are going to kick it back to Tay, and we're all going to take over Martha's part of culture and paper performance and all that cool stuff. So, Tay, take it away. Yeah, it was perfect. Martha just jumped right back on. So, hey, Martha. Oh, she did. I'm there. I see you in the comments there. I see you jumped in there. So, it's like she knew it was her time. She was like, all right, I'm going to make sure we don't mess this up. Because she wants she wanted to talk to you paul about two different things about pay for performance but also your company culture she said you had a really great and you kind of mentioned it before kind of the christmas uh week off and a few other um things that you do for your employees so let's start with pay for performance first and then we'll kind of move into the culture side of it yeah absolutely uh pay for performance i mean if you're not doing any type of pay for performance get on it uh before Literally, that was like our one thing we couldn't figure out. We're like, what's going on? Now, why can't we keep anyone? Why is no one making money? Why are they all milking the clock? It was like ridiculous. <laughs> and um, we, we linked up with Debbie Sardone. Like I said, she was my first uh, mentor in the cleaning space. And um, her pay for performance um, platform is what we took. And we've, we've adapted it since uh, to kind of fit our company need. And I think that's with everything. It doesn't matter who you have as a coach. Um, you, you follow the foundations, then after that, you start molding it to make it your own. And that's really important to us. Um, so we use a percentage base and it's based on three tiers. And now there's, there's no more milking the clock. One thing that I love doing during um, job interviews, uh, during like the group interviews, and I tell, ask everyone beforehand and our company, everyone's okay with sharing their pay and whatnot. I show people the last week's pay stub and then I show them the hours work. Like nobody in my company works over 35 hours, but we have people doing two, three houses a day, right? So they're just like efficient, efficient. And they understand that like, if I get done, I tell everyone like, you don't penalize, you're not penalized for being efficient, right? You're pen- you, if you do the job well, you're gonna be rewarded the same way. If you do a four hour house in three hours, then you're still gonna get paid for three hours, right? And um, I think the biggest, uh for some people to go to pay for performance and sorry to say it it, it comes down to greed because you realize like oh man there's less i can put in my pocket but you really when you implement these you'll see that there's actually more like your team members make more and you make more because like turnover is so expensive it's i think it's like 650 dollars for us to train a new team member and then turnover, I mean, that's, that varies. We calculate if um, somebody um, canceled because they didn't have that team member anymore that they wanted. We factor different things. So 
it's one of those things that you have to get on, you know? Yeah, I love it. Mm, I like it too. And it's a variable cost, right? Like we can talk about the money of it too. It's not really coming out of your pocket because as they're more efficient, you're making more money. I mean, it really is a no brainer and you're aligning interests from the staff side to the owner side and to the client side. And I don't know, I love it because it means you're all rowing in the same direction and you're, you're able to kind of set expectations and then reward based on those expectations. It's just another level of communicating with your staff. So yes. we, we don't have a very formal pay for performance policy with Jeff Lights Windows yet. We, we're still using you know, hourly incentives based on some questionnaires doing weekly, but I, you know, I, in California, I'm always a little nervous to make some switches. <laughs> when you said your wife doesn't like change, I'm like, oh, I'm totally that wife. I, mean, I, like, I hate change, like I hate it. But I don't know, I feel like you might've just convinced me to revisit that um, because I think everybody wins and we know that everybody wins. And I think the more transparent you can be, the better um, with your stuff. And I know Martha would have loved your answer. <laughs> she would have been smiling and saying, yes, Paul gets it, totally. How are you, Paul, tracking the pay for performance? How are, are you using software, using a spreadsheet? How are you kind of doing that? Yeah, so we, we, had a, we had a software and it was just so buggy. We had it built out and everything. It was so buggy. And I just went back to the old spreadsheet that we have. And it's a spreadsheet. Basically, we put the team members, um, the, the price of the house and everything. And each, price, each, each house has a certain hour block that we know, right? Um, based on the packages and whatnot. And we put the team members down, it just divides it. And when they hit a different tier, it just bumps it up. So it's all spreadsheet right now. What I wanna do is go back and have that software, software redone. So what we would do is just mm -hmm. export everything out of Launch 27, um, who it was, what clients they served, um, how much the house was, and it just populate the exact amount to pay them. That's what the goal is, um, okay. but you know, software is not usually cheap. You know, software <laughs> programmers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta get Launch Twenty Seven to make it for us, yeah. like an add-on. I heard a uh, service autopilot actually. Um, this was in QDS. Yeah, mm -hmm. they yeah. actually. Um, it was Mike Mike Callahan. Mike Callahan, yeah. Yeah, he set it up um, through there. When I heard that, my ears uh, perked up. I'm like, maybe I'll go to Service <laughs> Autopilot. <laughs> yeah, and Jeff I, McConaughey is doing it too through Service yeah. Autopilot. He's figured uh -oh, out yeah. how to build these reports and dashboards so that he can get what he needs out of there. Um, yeah. and, I and I think it does require that your staff is tracking their time in your CRM. So I think that that's one piece that I know that we're missing. We're not using that feature in Jobber, yeah. but maybe we should. Jeff McConaughey, he's awesome. Dude, like, that I, I guy. Heard, I love that guy. <laughs> I got to Ninja. Afterwards, yeah. Like, he, he knows his stuff. You know? Right? Yeah, he yeah. knows his stuff. I feel like Ninja. nobody knew him at that conference, and he was up there, and I had like 20 people in that room. I was texting. I was like, who is this guy? How do we <laughs> friends with him? What, where is he going to dinner? Like, yeah. <laughs> So bad. <laughs> I seen him smoking outside, uh, and I just like walked up to him, and I'm like, yeah, we just started talking. Hey. I went up extra awkward in my uh, awkward fashion, and just got me, you know. <laughs> it's always awkward it. at first, and then you get normal, you know. <laughs> and it's always awkward when you're the guy in the three-piece suit, and everybody else is wearing flip-flops. It's just. Hey, look. <laughs> I believe there's no such thing as being overdressed or overeducated. Oh, I don't believe ever, it. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, look I mean, good, play good. 
And speaking of that, like when we go to these conferences and we talk about things like that, those relationships that we're talking about that we're building massively improve our businesses. I mean, I pick up the phone and call Mike Callahan a lot. I pick up the phone to talk to people about stuff a lot. And those relationships get built when you're hanging out at the end of the evening in a bar talking. I mean, there's massive value to going places. So um, it's, that's cool. That's exciting. Yeah, talk to is. me. Uh, talk to me, I guess, Paul, about culture, because culture is really big for you. And I know Martha would want us to hit that topic, too. So talk to us about how your culture has yeah. been built, please. So when I talk to other business owners, I realize that, like, my, my company, we're not unique, but we're kind of like the black sheep, whereas, like, no one in my company is, like, over 35. Like, everyone's like, I have a hard time hiring young people. I'm like, they fled to our company and they stay here, you know? <laughs> And I think part of it is like, I'm 29 still. So it's like, I, I, I kind of relate. It's like, really? But then I realized, oh, right. You are. You look great. Of course he is. Yeah, of course. So um, we, we have a very like fun a atmosphere. Um, sometimes it's, a, it's, it's really playful. That's what I would say. But it's always still business. You know, we go out, we try to do quarterly outings. We haven't been able to do anything since... Um, December. Our last thing was for Christmas break, um, for Christmas and whatnot. Yeah. But with everything um, going on, we haven't been able to get out together. But we should go out for uh, for food. The company pays for that. Um, our team members are allowed to have a drink. Um, they pay for that themselves. Uh, we've been trying to go out for like paintballing and everything, but everybody just wants to eat and drink. So <laughs> we haven't been able to do that. Um, I think the biggest part of it too, when it comes to the transitions from the fun to the professional, is very competitive we're we're like competitive but not in a like you suck way it's like hey come on get up you can you can do this kind of way and i think that's been very beneficial to our team and one of the people um tila she's one of our team members uh, just got promoted actually uh, she's one of the ones that really kind of brought that in i wouldn't say me as much um, and it's nice to kind of see your culture organically form without you um, yeah. she came in and um she had her trainer train her and when she was done, and not in a rude way, in a playful way, she's like, I'm coming for your position. <laughs> and, and she told me this, too, <clears throat> I'm coming for your position. Whoa. And, Whoa. Yeah. So, wow. And she tells every single person that she trains, your job is to come for my position. Right? Your job is not to stay wow. here. It's to come for my position. And that's kind of formed this whole culture in our company. What we're actually thinking about doing now is getting Fitbits because everyone's like uh, trying to see who gets more steps and everything. But like a company Fitbit, like if you've been on for actually six months, we'll get you a Fitbit. Who gets the most oh, steps fun. a day? Oh, yeah. fun. Yeah. And then awesome. activity too because now everybody's hustling, trying to you know, mm -hmm. win and whatnot. And we'll probably do a prize based on that. But we do a lot of things like um, I mentioned um, we have health insurance. We just got that. Um, the Christmas thing, that this is our first year doing it. After you've been on with us for a year, we're going to close from December 25th to January 1st. Wow. And last um, Christmas, <clears throat> we've been putting money aside uh, for to be able to cover that. Um, yes. Like I told them, I'm like, this is our first year. We're going to test it out, see how it is. Um, because I, I had posted in the group and everybody's like, I don't know. I'm like, you know what? If I listen to the masses, I'm never going to go anywhere. I'm just going <laughs> to put my head down, test it. I might fail. I might end up like out of a lot of money. I don't care. I want to test it to see if it's worth it because we have so many skips and cancellations around that time of year. Plus it's nice to just kind of, you know, you can't call yourself a family company. If you, the holiday times, you're like, all right, go yeah. to work, you know, keep True. it going. 
so, so true. Uh, so true. Offer that. Um, I, again, I, I think the biggest thing is like our competitive. We're fun, and um, everyone kind of looks out for each other here, and that's that's really important to us. I tell everyone like, if you're gonna complain without having a solution, then you're just bitching and you're not allowed to bitch. So everyone, if you have a complaint, you have to have a solution for that complaint. And uh, my whiteboard, people walk into the office, I throw markers at them actually. And I'm like, <laughs> write something that we can do better, write something that we can do better, you know? And everyone has a voice in this company. So you don't come in, uh, we had a girl the first week, uh, she was correcting someone that was senior to her, right? She didn't know how senior this girl was, but she was correcting her. And that's because we really, from day one, we instill that culture that, hey, if I'm doing something wrong, let me know how I can improve. Because like, I, I take criticism well, in my opinion, anyways. Um, sometimes it depends what it is. <laughs> uh, so we wanted to really instill that. Like, you can come from day one and you can pr provide an idea to this company that's going to make it better. And that's the only way we grow. I can't be the bottleneck in my company of saying that it's going to be this way because I have it this way. Oh. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Good stuff. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> so um, then that's now that's mostly your cleaning business, right? That's what we were kind of talking about majority of the time. So um, going into your marketing company and I'm so sorry, I'm, I'm terrible at pronouncing last names. How do you pronounce your last name? I'm How so sorry. How do you sorry. pronounce it? I don't want to do it. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Oh, uh, Auguste? I don't know. <laughs> I am terrible at names. This is like it, 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 of my existence. Yeah, Overcomplicating. Me and everyone in my family say August. It's Auguste if you're speaking French, but it's everyone says August. That's August. How it, yeah. Okay, so August Global. So we want to talk about Horrible name, that. by the way. Horrible name. I'm just, I couldn't think of anything. I'm like, just doing August. Perfect. No, I love, I love it. it. I love it. Take over. I love it. Uh, you will. So how do you kind of incorporate some culture on uh, that side of the business and that company? We'd love to hear kind of that side because it's definitely a little bit different than I'm assuming I, I could be completely wrong, but then kind of the hustle mentality that's in the cleaning business where like you were saying, you're, you know, competitive steps, you know, really going out there and making sure there's no complacency, but how do you kind of adjust that for the marketing side of your business? So let me say, I actually was just having this conversation yesterday and I'm like, you know, I'm like, we need to get our systems right for this. Like everything needs to flow. Like, yeah, we, we know, we understand marketing, but we're going to get to a certain point where everything is going to start falling apart around us because we just don't have the systems. Right. So I will be completely transparent. I am still working these systems in and with the culture, I think it, it comes in organically. Um, and I think me being in there is still going to be a fun competitive environment, you know, and I think the type of people that we recruit are going to be, you're going to be able to look at this company and, and uh, the cleaning company and see that they kind of mirror each other in a way. Cause I think you, you attract what you, you put out there, you know? So like attracts like, so I feel like everyone in my life like tends to be very similar in a sense, maybe not like we don't share the same views, but the, the energy, <laughs> the energy is always the same. And that's a big thing for me. Um, energy is everything. If, if we, if, you come into an interview and we, we're not vibing, which is a bad thing because people say, like there's a study out there that says um, we tend to hire people that are more like us, which is not a good thing, uh, which is why I made my- Michelle Myers. <laughs> I made my interview- I'm not, allowed, You're not, I'm not allowed, allowed to hire anymore. No, I gave up hiring Ever. a year ago. It solved everything. Yeah, it sometimes it does. everything. I, I let go. 
I'm turning Her my husband energy. took it away and he said, You are not allowed to hire another person for this company <laughs> ever again. And it fixed it fixed everything. It was yeah. incredible. So I'm I'm out. <laughs> so I do the same thing. I, I kinda hire people that are more like me. I'm trying to turn it into a two part um thing now, but there's still something I want to see. I want to see that you're you're fun, you're energetic. Um we have some, some team members that are very, very shy. And that's okay. I'm not going to say, oh, because you're shy, I'm not hiring you. But <laughs> I just want to see that you're genuinely like, the energy's right. And one, um, one question that we asked, and I got this from Sherry. I don't remember Sherry's last name. She's in, um, she lives in Canada. Um, Weavers? Is it Weavers? We? It starts with a W. I believe it starts with a W. Um, she... Sherry and Daryl, right? Yes, yes. Okay. You shared this with me, and um, I asked this. I say, on a scale from one to ten, how lucky do you see yourself? Do you, you think of yourself as? And I don't want someone who doesn't view themselves as lucky. Um, and it's more or less the way they answer that question, not like, oh, I'm a one, you know, or I'm, I had a girl, she said she was a four, and I'm like, oh, I don't know about this four. <laughs> any, any like uh, sevens and above. But when she explained it, I'm like, okay, I can see why you see it, see it that way. I don't think that, I don't think that she actually views herself as somebody who's just like going through life and down and out, you know? But um, I want to make, that's one of my questions. Like I want to make sure that that person is a positive person and that's just going to build all around. We ask, we ask that one too. Went off track, by the way, Taylor, you asked about like August Global and I'm just like, yeah, home plus cleaning. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're all related. They're related. It is because you're working. I'm still, yeah, I'm still working on the culture. Yeah. I'm still working um, on on the systems and having everything kind of really in place. And that's my I love building. So this is like fun to me. It's like my favorite stage of a company is building. Like if it's not growing, it's not fun for me. Like my desk is a oh you can't see it. <laughs> but my desk is a treadmill. Like I'm moving. I'm just like I want to be moving. I don't want to stand still. I love it. I love awesome. it. That's I like crazy. that. But no, you, you made a great point. I mean, business is consistently growing. You're changing, you're working on your business. And if you're not really working on your business on a consistent basis, then you're getting complacent and you're getting comfortable in that position. And you really want to grow and see yourself. And like you were saying earlier, and we started the show, you know, being able to adapt your business to your life, not the other way around. Absolutely. So I think that's, you, you couldn't have answered that any better. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. Well, well, I think we usually do homework. a round of homework, right? So Ooh, yeah, we usually go around <laughs> and um, and Paul, if you want to assign some homework, you're welcome to. Okay. But we try and usually just each come up with one thing that somebody who's listening could implement this week, and we hold them accountable. Uh, the rule is they only have to implement one. So we're gonna give you four <laughs> ideas here, and don't get overwhelmed. You don't have to do all four in a week. We know you have other things going on, but if you could just do one thing this week to move your business forward. By next week at Fight Club, you're going to be in a better place. So I'm going to let Tay get started. I'm going to take it. bro. So what I want you guys to do is Paul made a great point before about just making a couple pages for your website. And this is very easy. You can be able to go into your website platform, um, your web builder, be able to duplicate potentially one of your city pages that have already been made for a location that you already service and just add one new one. Just add one new page. Go in and kind of format around the same um, similar content, but don't write the exact same content because like he mentioned as well, definitely want organic content so Google sees something new and, you know, presented to that local neighborhood or town that you're working with on that page. 
but just one page of um, new content on your website is what I'm asking from you this week. Awesome. And I'm going to ask you to figure out what your lifetime value of a customer is. I think we've talked a lot about KPIs. See, Paul, we think a lot. I like it. Uh, we've talked a lot about KPIs over the past couple of months, and I've given you lots of ideas. And this week, I'm just going to choose my favorite one, inspired by Paul. Figure out that number. What is that number for your business? If you're in window cleaning or gutter cleaning, it's it's a little bit trickier because you're going to have to go back a ways. Um, if you're in maid service, it's probably a little easier. You, you have that recurring service. You can figure out how many services you've serviced. Um, but I, I want you to spend some time and figure that out because I think it will help. You might be surprised actually. Um, and Paul, I remember if we were to do a Martha homework, you would flip this to the internal customer. What is oh, the lifetime yeah. value oh, of an intern, yes. right? That's, what that's, was her name? Kelly? Uh, Kellyanne. 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 Mm. Do you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, sure. Oh, so, um, the, the, the most important customer, I wish I had my slide now, <laughs> I love the it. most important customer in your business is your team members. I tell my team members, my customers are your customers. You are my customer. So it's your job to go out there and make sure you're servicing your team members at all times, because if they're not there, you can't make a dollar in your company and a team member that's optimized can clean, uh, can bring you in way more money than one customer. So it's important. Yeah. And not only knowing their value, but when you're marketing, you have to market for, Marcus Sheridan said this the other day, and so now I feel like I'm just saying what he said, but we actually have um, Google ads for hiring. And what I realized was our competitors weren't doing it. So we're paying $1.63 to get somebody to come into our website to apply for a job compared to going on Indeed and stuff like that, right? So we're doing Indeed too, but treat it like marketing in every sense. Love it. love it. I love that one. <laughs> do you want to give any other homework or do you want that? Do you oh, want the, oh, so my, oh. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Putting you in the spot. <laughs> Pass me for now. Pass me for now. <laughs> okay. okay. I will go next. Um, I'm going to have everybody write down the ADD somewhere in their business. Put it on a whiteboard. Put it on a three by five card. Stick it on a sticky note. Put it in the front of your truck. Put it somewhere in your business to remind you that you are always to be automating, delegating, or deleting. And so I'll put that on the, uh, on the Facebook page to put ADD somewhere in your world so it's constantly reminding you of how to set up those systems for your business. Super important. I have my homework. Uh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, for, so for your team members, I want you guys to figure out how much your team members actually bring into your company, the value of having one optimized team member. So assuming that you give two weeks vacation or people just take two weeks off, assuming that they're going to call out five days a year, right? Um, I don't know what your policy is. So that's three weeks. So 49 weeks, find out the average ticket for a job. So um, $160, this, I feel like this is more than one homework. So if you know, you, <laughs> you have a software, you can actually go in there and see how much your average um, job ticket um, was for the month. So if it's 160, 180 and your team or maybe your, your, um, your, your teams of two are doing two to four houses a day, find out what that is. So for us, we're doing solo. They're doing on average two houses a day. So we multiplied that by 160 and times 49. And that's how much, it, that's how much value they're bringing into your company. And if you want to break it down to how much they're worth to you personally, based on how much you take in percentages, you can do that. But on a simple note, Find out how much that team member is worth to your company and don't you freaking forget it. 
So college, that number for your company, sorry, but it was 78,400. That's a big number. And if you can do this exercise for yourself, you might look at your internal customers a little bit differently. And I love the way Paul just said that his customer is his staff. Their customer are his customers, right? So you have to treat them with respect because $78,000, that's a lot of money. That's more than your, your lifetime value that you're going to figure out for your customer. So that was awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Love it. Love it. Okay. Uh, I did throw a quote in the week in there. We didn't even go through consensus. So I hope, Michelle, you like it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. I love it. It was Paul inspired. So, so. <laughs> totally Paul inspired. And it is the quote is sell the problem you solve, not the product. And that is unknown. So we don't know who was the master of that one. It was a great quote. Again, sell the problem you solve, not the product. Really good advice for all of us. <laughs> a great one. Okay. Thank you very much for inviting me here. This has been awesome. It's been a Thank great way to start all. the morning, by the way. Oh, oh so fun. So Thank fun. you for coming. Absolutely. Well, Thank you. Okay. Well, we missed you, Martha. Thank you, everybody. And have yeah, a terrific week. We'll see you week. next Tuesday, next 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. And uh, Martha, Michelle, and I will be live from Breckenridge next week. So we we're going to go scope it out uh, for our October retreat. Tay will be there like virtually. We're going to make heads of her. So she's like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh, like, so much, like cardboard cutout. Okay. Yeah. Or we're going to totally do it. Robot Tay. <laughs> yes. I love that. We'll have okay, a great week, everybody. everyone. All right. Okay. Take care, guys. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Okay. Thanks, bye. -bye. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.